You're listening. I just, I just don't care. No one is ever kidding Michael Cole. Of course he can roll a grudge forever. This is wrestling. Welcome back to This Is A Work. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here tonight to introduce your host, Robert of the Distinguished Gentleman Brafford. Thank you, David. Welcome all of you to uh, where we are recording at Kayfabe Outpost 1, here with my tag team partner, Chris the Fashion Plate Barnes. Help me. Chris, it is the first pay-per-view of the new year. Sorry, premium live event. As discussed on that's, Twitter, sorry, X. That's not a real phrase. That's something a narc would say. <laughs> I was hoping that uh, when Vince went, that phrasing would go, but it seems like it's held on a little longer. Into the fire with all of it. Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of mentioned to you when we were on our way over here, there was the show, Royal mm-hmm. Rumble 2024. And then there was the pre-show. Yeah, there was everything that happened the week before and everything that's happened since. It's kind of uh, a lot of stuff just outside the actual wrestling. What? Fucking timing, huh? Just, uh, just the, the the week of the the Royal Rumble going in. Uh, they they get the announcement. It the day uh, a couple days prior. Raw is coming to Netflix. Yeah, broadcasting on Netflix in 2025. Five billion dollar deal reportedly over yeah. uh, over the Netflix next. will internationally take over all of WWE stuff, and in the states and just basically North America, Raw and some other stuff is going to be. Oh, and the, and that Vince McMahon. Uh, uh, documentary is going to be uh, finishing up soon. Yeah, I feel like they're going to have to add a few title cards on the end. They might have to add a few things at the end, yes, because the day after that... Yeah, it was uh, revealed by... Or sorry, uh, court documents were filed by a woman who um, alleged that she had been sex trafficked by Vince McMahon. Uh, she had been previously paid off and had been forced to sign an NDA Yeah. Uh, to a non-disclosure agreement to, to stay quiet. But uh, apparently... Vince cheap, decided to cheap out on that because which you know, is, is weird because it's less than apparently what a previous payout that he had done. Yeah, people are looking at like the financials and all the details of uh, because the NDAs are still active. But people are looking at like seven point five million for one. There was he reimbursed the company for like seventeen and a half million for investigations and compensation on another mm-hmm. one. It's really scary to think that, like, just re- after reading the allegations in here, to be like, oh, dear God, if this is the $3 million stuff, what was yeah. he covering up for $7.5 million? Yeah, and, and, and if you th- and if people were go- and people were like, how bad could it be? Well, that, uh, that filing had uh, screenshots of a lot of text messages that she had saved. Uh, and it's like and increasingly desperate people were like, well, those could be fake. It's like, no, not if you pull them from the provider. Yeah. And you don't want to say something like, oh, well, it was just or it was only in the context no. of something like serial sexual abuse. Especially after you've seen some of these. Right. But even by the standards of these lawsuits, which are kind of as a rule horrible, this one's really horrible. She was at the very least pimped out. Yeah. And... Uh, and, uh, In oh, fact, one person who was going to be on this show turned out to not be on this show that's, because that's they weird. Uh, suddenly someone wasn't going to be appearing on the show because uh, they, it was very clearly, uh, it was very clearly they were very clearly mentioned as being an accomplice in all this. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no. Hold on. Now we don't know I'm that sorry. it was them specifically. It could no. be any wrestler who's a former MMA UFC champion okay. who was coming back to WWE in the mid 2015s. Right. Right. And had a championship run in 2019 with a number of what were described as David versus Goliath style matches. Sure. Yes. So could could be anybody. 
Anyone, yeah. Anyone at all. I got nothing. Yeah. Dartboard, yeah. yeah. We're going to need a sharper detective to solve this mystery. But yeah, so uh, the seemingly impossible happened, and Vince McMahon has fully resigned. He is not just... Because, uh, you know, th- that was the story in 2022 that yeah. he'd stepped down from, like, involvement in the company and creative, but still maintained a position on the board. And But in a supremely wrestling way, what actually sparked the real... the, the meeting that forced him out, finally was Slim Jim apparently picked up the phone and said, yeah, if he's still there, we're, we're pulling our deal. Which was apparently the biggest sponsorship deal in the company's history, so I'm sure that phone call got taken pretty seriously. I'm going to say the joke I've been, I've been throwing around every time. Is, Need a little accountability? Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if you saw the show, you noticed they came back because they did yeah. actually boot McMahon, and for the first time in basically ever... A, Mc, a no McMahon was actively running WWE yeah, or, or in any shape, way, shape, or form. There is a McMahon in law still in charge of sort of the creative side of things, but nope, no Shane, no Stephanie, no Vince, no Linda. Unless you believe the accusations that Bruce Pritchard is going to continue running things. Well, that's the, that, see, now that's the um, thing that people were immediately saying yeah. was like, well, uh, TKO came out and said, or they said the best. I mean, the best. They said the best thing for TK to do, and I think they have kind of pledged to do this. Is they're gonna find. They're gonna try and trace it back to everyone who was in any way in the know in this and sweep them out. Because these allegations are not like, oh, Vince was at a hotel a weekend somewhere and this stuff. This was inside the corporate office. These were people, high-level executives. Some of them involved. Some of them being told about it and doing nothing. Uh, when she the, was almost this this unfortunate woman was who was put in a very vulnerable position was almost like technically the corporate whore. I, yeah, I, that, not, that, not to that was how Vince saw her as the report. Not, that, not to disparage her, but that's basically what she was used as. Unfortunately, yeah. if even half of this stuff is true, it is impossible that large numbers of the at of people at you know, the corporate offices could not have known this was happening. She was like a, she was she was the on call girl. When uh, when Vince stepped down after the Wall Street Journal investigation, there was an internal investigation, I think, headed up by Stephanie McMahon that, according to the lawsuit, never even interviewed this woman. No. So, yeah, there's both the people who did it. There's the people who knew and did nothing. There's the people who said they would investigate and then chose not to. Also, it's important to note, uh, while it could be anyone else who was associated with this, uh, the only person who seemed very upset that Vince was bounced the first time and stopped showing up was Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that uh, allegedly. Yeah, he he's not looking good in this, and um, all the horrible real world implications aside, I actually think that made for a better better rumble. And that's not just me hating Brock Lesnar and kayfabe because I'd actually just come around to liking the guy in kayfabe, and then this comes out. So uh. you, you you now have the perfect excuse to be. Well, that just proves any pet theory I had about not liking him. You can just dust him off forever. Exactly. All right. Well, I don't think we need to spend the whole t- uh, podcast rehashing it, but it would just kind of not be possible to talk about this show. And maybe afterwards we can mention the press conference that uh, that followed up on it. But th- that is the context in which this is happening, that in some ways WWE has made huge uh, financial and uh, business steps towards what its next 10 years are going to look like, while also a leaving a giant chunk of its uh, identity behind in the dust one hopes permanently and 
Yeah, and all that, let's watch people throw each other out of a ring. Yeah, some people seem sad about this, and it's just like, if you knew anything about Vince McMahon before hearing this, it's just like, good, fuck him. Yeah, th- there's never really been a... There's a, never been a, a clean picture of Vince right. McMahon. And people are showing, like, clips of, you know, Punk's pipe bomb promo, or, like, the Stone Cold Mr. McMahon feuds. Like, yeah, these guys were telling us, and it's like... That was in character. Right, no, that, that was, was... Vince that was wrote that stuff. Yeah. Like, he knew they were going to say shit like that. Yeah, that, you guys have to understand, nothing ever happened on a WWE camera that Vince McMahon oh, no. didn't allow. Until now. Until now. Yeah. We're, uh, we're finally free. We're charting our brave new destiny. Oh, not to forget, let's, uh, uh, John Laurinaitis needs to be under that bus, too. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't have a high opinion of that guy just from the way he did business, but, man, it really sounds like he was literally right there in the room doing all this stuff along with Vince. So, again, if, uh, if the investigation... Literally. Yeah, yeah. Possibly literally. If this uh, if investigation turns up even, like, a fraction of uh, veracity in all this, wow, people need to go to prison. Oh, yeah, straight to jail. Well, but let's leave that behind. Let's go out of uh, out of the realm of controversy, out of the realm of just relics that drag up bad memories and painful times, and start off with Royal Rumble. What I do we have? We were, I thought we were going to talk about wrestling. Let's see. I don't know if we got a video package with Hulk Hogan. God, <laughs> son of a... Let's start the show with racist <laughs> grandpa. Yeah, I, I really... Of all the things that they cut and snipped last minute to try to, you know, limit their exposure on this, I'm kind of amazed that they didn't, like, get Titus O'Neil or somebody to come in Did and you just... Know- Prior to this show, there were three people who'd won the Rumble back-to-back. Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Three non-problematic individuals. Yeah, but they chose the most problematic to put the video package on. Well, I I know why. Again, we're heading into 40 years of WrestleMania. Right. So we're going to see him again, folks. (laughs) Yes, we are. So... Uh, one other quick note is after we get yeah we get the intro video package with Hulk Hogan we do get a fun bit where uh, Pat McAfee comes out to join uh, Cole and Graves on commentary. Uh, good to see him back. Um, I understand he's kind of a tool out out in the real world, but he's he's, he's fun I, on the mic. I don't I I guess I, he kind of weirdly enough he grates on me a little bit. I don't I mean I I, I personally am I could take or leave him, but he's he's more energetic, which is great for the show. Yeah, I think they, they've had too many kind of like, I don't know, Corey Graves on color commentary has never really worked for me. He just <laughs> doesn't seem like he's worked up enough about it. He can sneak in some sly digs every so often, but it, it yeah, I think I, I, I get why Pat McAfee is out there, yeah. even if I don't like him. So we open up with the women's Royal Rumble match, and uh, interesting they clarified on this, and I actually would have changed my bets on Wrestle League if I'd realized this was the stakes. They don't just say that you get a title shot if you win the Royal Rumble. You get a main event slot for winning Royal Rumble. They mentioned that during the match specifically. So, oh <laughs> yeah, that was partly where I was thinking. Because I, when I made my pick for who I thought was going to win, it was a little bit in the context of like, okay, this doesn't nec- the winner of this isn't necessarily going to be the person who's main eventing either night. Well, that's weird because I know enough from Raw. I, didn't, I don't have the results, but I know enough from Raw to know that uh, Cody is being allowed to choose who to challenge. He's being allowed to choose right. with the idea being that um, he could, in theory, choose somebody besides Roman to main event WrestleMania against. Which, I see. Again, that's in kayfabe. He's got that choice. It's right. not really something that I think anybody's holding their breath over. Yeah. 
But yeah, so I'm just going to go through kind of the entrance uh, numbers and feel free to, and we might stop as people come up. Sure, but, sure. So we open up with uh, Natalia, number one, and number two is a returning Naomi, formerly Trinity That's of right. TNA. A surprise three out of the gate, yeah. Yeah, so th- there obviously been a lot of talk that she was coming back. Um, it seemed like fairly quickly WWE was trying to rebuild that bridge after she and Sasha Banks yeah, uh, looked, left a couple years ago. Looked great. I missed the glow. Oh, my gosh, yeah. She's just so, so much fun in the ring. She had her, her name was like dyed into the color of her yes, hair that was so cool uh just had like that neon green outfit um yeah just g- good to see her back i will say i do appreciate since uh once the match started proper and was going for a while they started keeping timers on who had been in the longest and for how long yeah that duration. was a cool thing a yeah. cool thing to share just like who's crossed 30 minutes who's crossed mm-hmm. 45 um yeah when amy comes out big pop huge reaction yeah. from the crowd don't get used to those <laughs> Now, I, I, some people on Twitter had a theory, and I kind of agree. It, there's there's a very generification of a lot of people's themes. Right. Where it's to the point of like it's there's this sudden blast of music. Like, uh, who is that? I have to keep, I have to keep my eyes on a tortoise. Da, 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 I got I got to keep da. my eye peeled on a screen so I can see a name pop up. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's that. Okay. That yeah. Apart from a few like Cody's music, like yeah. punk's music, where right. there's just the instant recognition. Yeah, a lot of it is you've you've got to wait. But it, it did kind of hurt the, the crowd energy on a lot of the, the A card. little bit. Um, but, yeah, so Naomi comes out at number two. Uh, she and Natalia go out for a bit. Then we have number three, Bailey of yes. Damage Control. Uh, Candice LeRae, number four. And number five, another surprise, Jordan Grace. Straight from TNA. Which, yeah, so... Apparently they they worked that deal out like a week prior. Yeah, reportedly even people like Naomi, who she'd been working with till recently, did not know till she showed up. Like at rehearsal a day or two before. Yeah, and uh, I mean, and apparently the, uh, the, this is different from the Mickey James thing because Mickey James apparently had like a handshake agreement with TNA. Right. Jordan Grace is contracted with them. Right, and like with this. Mickey, it was also you know she was a WWE legend, so it's right. sort of oh this person you know coming back with Jordan, you've got a new case where somebody's coming into WWE. It's not a debut. She's not yeah. like like you said, she's contracted with TNA. She, this isn't her coming over full time. And she had never really worked in WWE before. Yeah. She had come up through the indies and been in TNA and a few other places. Yeah. So she's comes out, she's wearing her TNA knockouts championship belt. Mm-hmm. Commentary the acknowledges new yeah. the belt. They acknowledge the company TNA. And as she's walking down, they even mention she won it off of Naomi in a match that happened on TNA. So we are in all kinds and, of uncharted territory. Yeah, and WWE's uh, Twitter account proper tweeted out that uh, like Jordan Grace comes makes an impact. And he's like, yeah, they they went full out with promoting it. So. And I gotta say, if if this was for probably a lot of WWE viewers the first time they got to see her work, I think she looked pretty good. Yeah, no, they yeah they let her shine. Yeah, she uh, did not actually get any eliminations, but still. Um, but her and Bianca going at it was great. Yeah, a lot of great power spots. I think one of my favorites was. Um, I think it's her. No, it wasn't her and Bianca. It was her and Ivy Nile. But mm-hmm. they each grab another woman in the ring and put them in a, uh, a delayed suplex and are just holding them up. And Staring Jordan Grace even it. lets go of one arm and just is holding that person. I think mm-hmm. she had Candice LeRae mm-hmm. just 10, 15 seconds. So, yeah. Great to see her on WWE television. And nice that that door is creaking open, even if Triple H is needlessly petty about not calling it the forbidden door. Right. Uh, yeah, so let's see. She shows up number six, Indy Hartwell. Number seven, Asuka, which was apparently uh, not a happy surprise for Bailey. She no, thought she no. was going to be the only member of Damage Control coming <laughs> into the match. And, uh, okay, but she uh, they become an awkward team. 
Uh, number eight, Ivy Nile. Number nine, Katana Chance. Uh, okay. I'm going to pause here. Uh-huh. What is going on with women's names coming out of NXT? <laughs> What 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 is that? I'm not. I'm not I don't know. I, I think that was a rebrand for her too, because she, I think she had been under a different name. Her actual name is Casey Catanzaro, yeah, and that's what she was wrestling as. And they made her Katana Chance. I feel like she came up with that to cut off even more racist options. Maybe, but <laughs> I'm just like looking at the names of people, and you've got like, I mean, Ivy Nile, also another one. What what is? It just feels okay. Obviously. WWE's whole thing is you do not get to keep your name. You don't even get to pick the fake name that you might have showed up right. here with. We're giving you our own fake name that we own that you can't unless, take with you when you leave. Unless you've got enough pull outside out, outside these walls, your name will be different coming in. Yeah, but I, it just feels like it's getting in, like it's become some dark joke to like come up with the most bad James Bond parody <laughs> female name they can come up with because. Yeah, or like later on we get Alba Fire, who was formerly Kaylee Ray. Um, just I, I don't I don't even know. Well, I think that's a little better than just Kaylee Ray, but I've, it sounds to me like somebody's abusing the D and D character name generator. Yes, a little bit, a little bit. Anyway, I like I like Evie Nile, like Katana Chance a lot as performers, but saying their names out loud just makes me feel a little bit dumber. Uh, number ten, Bianca Belair. Uh, number 11, Kyrie Sane. Number 12, Tegan Knox. Number 13, Caden Carter. Number 14, Chelsea Green. Number 15, Piper Niven. And Chelsea I got, Green had one of the best running bits in the whole thing. I think I know what kept, you're talking about. She kept getting landed on. <laughs> yes, uh, one of the best bits when Nia Jax shows up and she and Piper Niven are having the uh, like the power against power spot. Uh, Piper managed to shove her back into the corner, but Chelsea's already there, so yep. Nia slams into Every her. Every time, she was collateral damage. And Piper seems to think for a second, and then just decides, well, gotta go for it, and starts, yep. like, spear-tackling Nia as Chelsea Green just ragdolls behind mm -hmm. her with every hit, and just a, a great bit of, like... I'm glad they've repackaged Piper Niven. Uh, I don't know why she's wearing awesome Kong's ring gear. Right. A little but weird. That, but, I, but it's cool. I'm cool with it. Yeah, they gave her a name back. I'm, I'm good with that for right now. Yeah, the, my, my rant on weird women's names would have been a lot longer if she was still going by Dewdrop. <laughs> yeah, Shelby and Gina aren't here. I won't uh, kick that dead horse. <laughs> I, I mostly just love irritating the shit out of them whenever it comes to Piper Niven. It's, I mean, it's an incredible that there's like, and yeah, just Dewdrop. I don't. It's kind of like Bearcat Lee. Like I think she said, like, oh, you know, I, I had some input in it. It, it made if there sense was to a me. If there had been a clear running theme with the name that could have strung something together, yes. But just calling someone Dewdrop. No. Yeah, like you had a name yesterday. We all know you had a name, but now you're just Dewdrop. But it makes sense because you're partnered with Eva Marie, question mark? No. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even like, you know, Sarah Logan comes back and she's Valhalla because she's with the Viking Raiders. Okay, still kind of dumb, but that makes sense. She's Viking name, Viking team. She's gotten really into Norse stuff. You just you have to call her Valhalla now. That's all she'll respond to. <laughs> I feel a little bad for her, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so let's see. Piper Niven, 15. Uh, Zia Lee, 16. Comes out with two really cool hook swords. She looked great. I love that. And then she drops them, which, I mean, no well, rules. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, no I complained about can. that. I complained about that while we were watching it. I was like, why did you drop the swords? Take them with you. It's legal. 
Yeah. Make people jump out of the ring to avoid being cut. Yeah. <laughs> or cut them. I mean, yeah. if you cut the top rope, it's impossible for them to eliminate you. They can't throw you over it. Uh, that, that just opens a whole different can of worms. <laughs> I'm waiting. Similar to like Cena and Batista going out together by accident or something, I would love to see that actually happen. Like a malfunction, <laughs> the top rope goes up, and they've got to figure out some way to do the rest yeah, of the rumble. Yeah, but now Vince isn't around to tear his quads angrily walking to the ring anymore. Uh, <laughs> there was the, a time when I felt bad and rejoicing in how funny that man's pain was. I don't know why. No, it's, no, 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 no. I mean, now there's no secret as to why, because you know everything every terrible thing he was doing out outside of the cameras it's like it's great watching terrible things happen to him yeah <laughs> what's crazy is just stepping away for a second watching the mainstream media cover this and i should imagine how many reporters who were used to covering like scandals of like sam bankman freed or whoever are going to look up and like vince mcmahon what's his history and is this him shoving a guy's head into his butt on national I tv i forget who but someone kind of prominent said basically suggested to whoever is covering this for the major papers put the person who has the most wrestling knowledge on it because otherwise it's you know you're not going to get you're not going to be able to drill down as hard on Vince McMahon's misdeeds if you don't yeah and it's not just like oh you need to know you know who was the champion in 2003 or what it's like you just need to know something about how this industry and this business works yeah. because he's played a huge part in shaping it mm -hmm. in this country and so, like, to just think, oh, he's a guy who runs a business, same as somebody who owns no. a movie studio, no. or, uh, or like, Jeff Bezos, even. Or it's, it's just, like, the control this guy has over the wrestling landscape is, of this. Wrestling is full of slimy con men and crazy people, and he's the king of that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Uh, let's see, after Xylee, uh 17 is Zelina Vega, who comes out with a cool, like, uh, I think that was Overwatch or something. I think was it what was, was Mercy-inspired. That was my guess, it, I, but it's something... It's, one of those type of games. I remember. I know that much. Yeah. Uh, number 18, Maxine Dupree, who I felt a little bad for because apparently she did not have a lot of wrestling experience when she got to the main roster. So commentary talks up how she's been in Alpha Academy with Chad Gable and been training and really getting a lot better. She comes in and tries to do that airplane spin with yeah. Bailey, and God bless Bailey for turning and trying to get her all the way to the end. But she, she yeah, they they both tried. Maxine tried, and thankfully the Rumble is the kind of place that can minimize how bad a performance right. can be. And from there on, she mostly had comedy spots, yeah. like trying to like grab Piper Niven's foot, just like right, possing right. herself around it. But yeah, um, number nineteen. So uh, speaking of minimizing spots, Nia Jax uh. comes out. Um, I will say by this point, Jordan Grace has been eliminated. I, I thought they actually paced out fairly well, like when the powerful people were in. Yes. Uh, so Jordan, uh, just real quick, her elimination spot, uh, even though she doesn't get any eliminations herself, to get her out, she and Bianca fight their way to the apron, and Bianca hits her with a KOD on the ring apron to yeah. bounce her outside. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah. just like... It's a brutal move anywhere. It's especially brutal on the ring apron. Yeah, that made her look like an absolute beast, mm -hmm. so... Uh, yeah, Nia Jax comes in and just uh, becomes... Yeah, she the, jaxes it up, yes. <laughs> again, has some, some good spots, some decent power moments, but... I'm not attributing any of that to her first. I'm sorry. Yeah, most of it's things like um, how good Chelsea Green is at selling the ragdoll. Um, mm -hmm. She overhead presses uh, Katana Chance out of a ring, which would be more impressive if Katana Chance weighed more than like 65 pounds. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, she, she was bullying that tiny child. Yeah. That's not like Katana's. She's not just short like Alexa Bliss or Nikki Cross is short. Right. She's just like tiny. She's like a normally proportioned person, mm. but she's like shrunk by sixty percent. I feel like you guys are not really putting the respect on Casey Catanzaro that she deserves. That woman was 
a winner on Goddamn American Ninja Warrior. Oh. No, I, no, that's very impressive. She used to date Ricochet. I mean, I could imagine those two just like doing backflips off each other as a way of saying hello when they got home. Like, incredible athlete. I'm so glad that's where you went with that. Yeah. Yeah, my, the re- to see the rest, you'll have to subscribe to my, uh, my paid fan fiction page. No. Come on, I'm trying to get this off the ground. Let's see. Speaking of paid fan fiction, that's up uh, Shotzi and Becky Lynch, who feature heavi- heavily in my upcoming three-part epic. No, I'm going to drop this bit. Thank uh, you. Shotzi does actually come back out in her tank. I could stand to hear more. <laughs> uh, Shotzi returns in her tank. Uh, she's, her hair is back, which is nice. Uh, yes. I think she uh, cut it in sympathy with, uh, I think her sister was undergoing yeah. chemo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's letting it grow back out. Again, got out of the tank for some reason. Uh, right, just stand out there and fire so, from the outside. Yeah, exactly. You've got a fixed artillery position. Uh, Becky Lynch, 21, 22, Alba Fire, 23, Shayna Baszler, who just does enough to get me excited that she's going to get to have a really good showing and then gets kind of tossed out well, on ceremonies. She might be more in the future now that Vince is gone. Apparently, what was holding her back more often than not was Vince thought she was too ugly. That's a very Vince attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so number 23 is Shayna Baszler. Uh, number 24, the music hits and out comes Valhalla. But wait, who's that coming out behind her? It's our truth running past her. It's time for the rumble. He's yeah. got to get into the rumble. It's his number. Yeah, he runs past her, looks a little confused, but trucks onto the ring. I'd like to point out in a bit on the pre-show, uh, he was in a batting cage and he was trying to crack open... He, 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 Apparently, he was like, "These are the, the balls that have the numbers in. Them. I gotta try and I gotta crack these open and get a better number." He was holding regulation-sized baseballs <laughs> or softballs. It was it was one of the two, and he's just telling telling. I forget who was doing the interviewing. I think it was um, uh, the guy who looks like John Benjamin, but isn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, visualize him. Yeah. But he was wandering around talking to people in the backstage, and Truth was just trying to crack open baseballs <laughs> to get a better Rumble number. He must have found one somewhere because he came out here. <sighs> but so he he jumps into the rings, comes face to face with Nia Jax, and is very confused. Yes. Audibly shouting, "Where are the guys?" <laughs> Nia, quote unquote, eliminates him. At which point, Adam Pearce has may has chased him down to the ringside. Uh, yells at him and tries to like shoo him back up the ramp. And while Antler is watching, uh, I'm sorry, not Antler. I just Valhalla. <laughs> Valhalla wears antlers. Yeah. Um, uh, while she was watching all of that, uh, she gets eliminated because she's not yeah. paying attention. She climbs in and gets thrown out after I think three or five seconds. And again, the camera's like close on uh, Truth and Adam yeah. Pierce as they're walking. And behind and them, see, we yeah. see her trying to like Lunge. reach at him over like the, the officials referees. catch her from lunging and trying to go after him. Yeah, there, there were some very fun camera, <laughs> camera work spots in this. I can only assume that because Kevin Dunn is gone and they burned Sage and all of the editing trucks that uh, were... Now I'm wondering, is like, what did he know if he resigned voluntarily? Because he resigned... Uh, just a couple weeks ago. Did he resign? After yeah, he resigned, it okay. turns out. He left. Okay. Couldn't remember how that one had gone down. But yeah, so uh, number 25, continuing the ridiculous names, Michin. Well, that's um, that's Mia Yim. Right. Uh, she is now called Michin. Yes, because... Meh. Because um, fuck you. I think she was teamed up with AJ Styles, which is why she has a... Apparently a Korean pet name. Yeah. No. I well they they have had to they've tried to repackage her a few times now, but so hopefully this one sticks or becomes something good. If only they'd kept her in retribution. That act was fire. 
I think she was the one who saw the writing on the wall and immediately knew this wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, her and Mercedes Martinez. <laughs> uh, number 26, Zoe Stark. Number 27, Roxanne Perez. Number 28, we have the WWE debut of Jade Cargill. That's right, yes. Showing up, her name, same gear as AEW. And I'm just kind of going to point out that between her and Cody, maybe it's time to put that AEW can't build stars thing to bed because... Because they seem to want to present them exactly how they looked in AEW. Yeah, there's not any particular need to explain who she is or what she's doing there. She's not coming out as like, I don't know, Ferrari rafters or something. <laughs> I came up with a car name and then looked at something <laughs> with an eye shot. But that's... That you can't tell me that's more work than they put to this in that NXT. One, I, I like that one. It got Dave good. <laughs> But no, yeah, she comes out, and the crowd's pretty hot for it. Uh, she makes it into the ring and immediately gets the power spot of throwing out Nia Jax, which... Yay! Oh, they made a big show. It was like, because she, she pretty much effortlessly picked her up, slammed her, and, yeah, got her yeah. out of the ring, yeah. Like, she, I think, uh, powered out of a fireman's carry, and then, mm -hmm. yeah, just pretty slammed her once, picked her up, and hoist... Because they had a big, the big spot earlier where everybody ganged up to try to throw Nia unsuccessfully. The spot, yeah. And then, the Andre Big Show spot, I should say. And then Jade comes in and just gets it on her own. So I'd like to make a quick point about Nia Jax, and maybe this is just me projecting, but it, did it look to the two of you like the heat she was getting was not like heel heat? No. Like, we, it was, it we was, actually hate you heat? It was go away heat, yeah. yeah. That's been a thing she's had for a while, although I've heard decent things about this run. Apparently she and Becky had a singles match on Raw a couple weeks ago that was... Um, that was pretty good, start to finish. is kind of finally cool. calling back to there. Speaking of Becky, another great camera moment. After uh, Nia gets thrown out, we uh, get a shot of Jade in the ring standing in, just like kind of looking proud of what she's done. The camera just pans back, and we see Becky yeah, yeah, standing Becky's next like, to her with this open mouth, just hell shocked yeah, look. Hell yeah, kind of looking. That she just was, morphs into a, deli a huge, delighted smile. <laughs> it was more great camera yeah, just slash a, character work. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a lot of fun, and just... Eventually, she and Jade start throwing down a little bit, but it was a great bit of like, oh my gosh, I like you. Yeah, she was, yeah, it was like, all right, that was cool. Yeah. So, uh, let's see, then, uh, all right, number 29, Tiffany Stratton from NXT. Mm -hmm. um, came in kind of late, didn't get a lot to do, but I mean, what she, what she had, she showed off really well. Uh, She's. You mean like her lungs? <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't, she wouldn't stop screaming. She is quite audible. Um, but yeah, her, her senton was. The flip is the Swanton, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Swanton. Um, she eliminates Roxanne and then gets another one of those pragmatic spots that you think people would do all the time. Somebody, I think Bianca tries to eliminate her off the apron and Tiffany just grabs her braid and holds yeah. on to it and is just hang just dangling at like um, a 90 degree angle off the <laughs> ring apron and holding on to <laughs> Bianca's braid. And uh, it doesn't work for her because then I think uh, is it Becky comes up and kicks uh yeah. kicks uh bianca so they both hit the floor and finally no, our number 30 entrant is a returning Liv morgan uh fresh off her spree of debauchery and uh her wild crimes i hope she feels bad about that uh was it two ounces of weed and a pen that was in her car she had one of them jazz cigarettes oh man just smoking all that reefer just the devil's lettuce hmm I just want to think of more old-timey euphemisms <laughs> from Meryl. Uh, she ate. She had. She ate one weed. She did. It, it actually was. 
kind of. I mean, I'm sure that was a very like a not a fun encounter for her, but well, it was. I think it got thrown out because it was it was just like basically like possess enough of enough for personal use, yeah. and it was just like this is not even worth prosecuting. Right. Yeah. But even when like it came out that she'd been arrested, like the immediate coverage was like nobody backstage is upset yeah. with her about this. Nobody thinks this is a problem. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we come down to our final three in the match. Uh, not a final four because you have Bianca er, and yeah Bianca and Tiffany going out together. So the final three are Bailey, who at this point has been in the match for an hour. It was, yeah, it was funny because Naomi had been in there and had just gotten eliminated. She and she had set the record. Yeah. And then uh, Bailey just hangs on for just long enough to creep past her. So mm-hmm. they're now the number one and number two uh, longest time in a rumble. In, in a women's, women's division. Royal rumble. Yeah, the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, I like the ending spot of this where all three are out on the apron mm-hmm. and Jade's kind of trapped between Liv and Bailey, who are just yeah. trying to beat her down and get her off. And she's just powering her way back up, hit one, turn to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and she almost makes it, but Liv does this super risky spot to like spin her off and there's like a modified DDT kind of. Yeah. Uh, so Jade hits the floor, Liv hits the apron, stays on, and then Bailey just nudges her off nudges with her Nudges her right off and she is a winner. Yes. Bailey has won a Royal Rumble and will be going to WrestleMania, which is a little awkward because as they reminded us with some backstage shots, uh, one women's title is held by Rhea Ripley. The other is held by her damage control teammate, EO Sky. So, I don't know. That doesn't seem like it's a difficult thing. They've nah. been getting along like aces. Everything went great in that uh, Survivor Series War Games match. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, on that great ending. Good to see Bailey finally get this. Um, she's kind of felt underappreciated for a lot of her mm-hmm. heel run. I'd say her run in general for the last few years, but especially um, this whole... And the, the story of damage control just kind of moving along without her... And her becoming sympathetic as she just sort of tries to stay relevant in this group is actually a pretty smooth, smooth yes. turn into where they're yeah. going. So, yeah, she was I, I thought Jade was going to win if she debuted. I thought my, my pick for this was Jade. But looking at it and where they're going, Bailey feels like a great call for this. No. Yeah. And, it, it's, and it's, it's not like Jade looked great for a debut. This was an awesome way to do it. Yeah. And in the kind of way where she loses, but it's not like it's like a, a again, it's not like a three count. It's not like shoulders pinned right. to the mat. It was happenstance. You know, it's the kind of chaos where you can debut someone and not, and they don't lose anything by losing. Yeah, it's similar to like Gunther's performance last year, yeah. where it's just like, yeah, he starts at one. He doesn't win it, but you just look at what he accomplished. You immediately and... gain a lot of respect because he hangs in for the whole match. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see where they go with Jade because it seems like they're setting up Bailey versus Io at WrestleMania and then um, Rhea and Becky. So whether Jade's at this point, it seems like they've called the shot with her enough that she's got to be a pretty regular fixture going forward. Mm-hmm. So either we see a non-title match. I think I, I think I realized something. Like I'm betting it'll be a title match, but I'm betting it's like just I guess this means that her title match is guaranteed to be the main event. Yeah, so Bailey and yeah. whoever she challenges will main event presumably night one of yes. WrestleMania. Yeah. Night two is the Roman match. Yes. There we go. Yeah, okay. Sorry, it, it's like it's like I'm sure they could work that another way, but it's like that's just what it seems like to me, hopefully. I'm trying to remember if the last time that you had a Royal Rumble winner who wasn't the main event. I feel like it's yeah. gone that way the last couple of times, but um that's generally been yeah. uh, the way it goes. But this this time they just announced that that was officially how it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, um, I, I liked it overall. A lot of really great spots. Oh, I, yeah. I do feel like it got a little slow in the middle. Like the eliminations, it felt like backlogged a or back jammed a little bit. Some, uh, I, I don't know. I, may, I think you're right. But I think, but I think the pl on the plus side of, of this show being just four matches, uh, two, two of them being Royal Rumbles, was they were allowed to breathe a bit more with these matches. Now, they, they might have had the other issue where they, they maybe took it a little too long, but at least they had the time to pace things out more. Because yeah. it's like stacking a card with two Royal Rumbles plus other matches. It's <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, I, I think they handled, they handled this well. I mm -hmm. wouldn't have minded seeing Rhea or Io defend their titles on the show, just have the a singles women's match on the card, but... Eh, I think ultimately they had the matches they needed to have on yeah. the card. Yeah. Um, let's see, I was just looking over some other just numbers on this because was, it was fun to sort of poke around the history and statistics of the Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, I feel bad for uh, Valhalla because either under that name or Sarah Logan, uh, she has three of the ten shortest time in the Rumble slots for women. She's uh, uh, For three of her Rumble appearances, she's been in there for less than, uh, less than 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, Let's see. She's tied with Chelsea Green, who got immediately eliminated uh, in 2022 and was in there for like only five seconds. Mm -hmm. They had a fun spot with that where she got uh, Chelsea got knocked off the apron and Piper was there to catch her. Yep. And then joked like she was going to drop her. I was like, nah, 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 you can get back in. Yeah. yeah I love Piper. I want to see more of her going That's forward. That, uh, and I enjoy that dynamic of of like when you're good enough friends to just kind of try and fuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. I'll put you back in. It's fine. Right, so yeah, overall, I gave it I gave it three and three quarters. Uh, the right winner, a um, lot of like a lot of the debuts looked really strong. A little slow in the midsection, but when it picked up at the end, it was great and just. And then, <laughs> then two K twenty four did her dirty. Did you? That was my. Uh, I oh no. I referenced that when I said help me at the beginning. Uh, they, well, two K twenty four WD two K twenty four congratulated her on her win and put a gra graphic up of her in-game in model oh. and it looked terrible and oh. Bailey's response was help me <laughs> <laughs> oh well, let's see so yeah a lot of people were thinking we'd see uh, Sasha Banks make a return here that doesn't seem likely to happen a lot of people thought we were going to see a lot of surprise debuts yeah. on, on this card in general and mm -hmm. we saw most of them were people that uh, Jordan Grace was kind of the one big out of nowhere. Yeah, name. and I, I also appreciate the fact that they kind of eased off on that and wanted to showcase as much as their yeah. of their already acquired talent as possible. And they honestly didn't have that many of the NXT talent, which in mm -hmm. previous Rumbles they've had to dip pretty deep into. But yeah, I think for the women's match, it was I think uh, Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne were the only two who were still officially NXT. So mm. yeah, definitely a good showing by the women's roster. And yeah, three and three quarters. All right. Is it even worth talking about the next match? Because literally before it was even announced, we all knew how it was going to go. Roman Reigns defends his undisputed WWE Universal Championship against AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight in a fatal four-way match. We were discussing it before the match, and I think Dogs might have accurately... So I think Dogs accurate, kind of accurately predicted that AJ was going to eat the pen. It was like, we were like, who's going to eat it and not be as adversely affected by it? And it was like, AJ probably. And it was like, the only, uh, yeah. And it's just like, the worst part was they did the ending they know everyone's tired of. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and they did it like it was a shock was the yeah. weirdest thing. Yeah. Like they have, uh, you know, Orton hit counters a spear into an RKO. He's got Roman down. He's pinning him. The ref goes for the count. One, two. <gasps> the ref has been yanked out of the ring by a mysterious hooded figure. He's lowering his hood. Oh, my God. It's the guy and who's done this in Roman's last eight matches. You say they know that people are that this is tired and played out. You say that they're aware of that. I think we all know by now that they are not at all aware of that. That's yeah. That's the thing. It's like I, I mean, at this point, I would be playing like, oh no, it's Sokoa, <laughs> instead of like, oh my God, it's Solo. Why? What? Well, <laughs> that's the weirdest thing. It's like, it's like you know, he's here. He rode in with Roman. <laughs> well, because as far as commentary is concerned, Roman is a dominant champion who nobody's been able to stop. It's the weirdest thing. It's like they don't watch the matches. Yeah. Like any other heel who does this, who has like their guys constantly come in to ch to screw over their opponents and help them out, it would yeah. be like, oh, that dirty coward, he can't there win was, without whoever. There was a, an entire spate of matches before they finally gave up on it, where they were having storyline stipulations where it's like, you guys are banned. You there's there, here's a stipulation where they can't get in. Somehow they they just show up anyway. Yeah. But okay, so that means nothing. All right. Yeah, they, I think McIntyre tried that with Clash at the Castle. The Usos yeah. were banned from ringside, and that's when... Was that when Solo debuted? Probably. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't worry, we have one in storage. Yeah. Oh, they've got... We we have, uh, we have cousins beyond cousins. You think we're out of Samoans? Think again. <laughs> it's just a giant warehouse. Somebody opens oh, yeah. the door, and there's a haka going on inside. Yeah, so, again, I feel bad because I can't... I almost feel bad. I can't judge this match just as an in-ring thing because I'm so done with the story that... No, and there were some good points. Yeah. There, was, there were some great spots. The, the opening was great where all three of the challengers were arguing and Roman was just laying, sitting back going, <laughs> just watching him and laughing. And then they finally reached an agreement. I was like, okay, let's just beat his ass. And they all just <laughs> turned and immediately stomp him into the corner. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, a lot of fun moments. Um, Orton's looking great. Uh, AJ Styles... Uh, yeah, definitely came back in fighting shape. Uh, he does a Styles clash on Roman at one point, and Roman it takes a second to get in position. I'm not sure if they were selling that like, oh, he's struggling not to get the move, or if it was just a little awkward. Mm -hmm. But he's just standing there with no trouble with this giant Samoan just like crawling around on him to get into position. I'm like, oh, that, right, that right. cannot be easy to just hold that in the yeah. in the pose you do to get that move ready. Um, Love seeing uh, L.A. Knight still in the main event scene. Mm -hmm. I really hope he they keep him in mind for that. I think post WrestleMania he'll he'll have more of a sh shot in the upper echelon. Definitely, yeah. It's um not a bad match for what it was. I just I can't get over the fact that we're all just expected to forget that Roman Reigns pinned Jey Uso at SummerSlam, and we all just knew right there. It's like okay, Roman's going to be champion for nine months. Nine kinda, months in which there kinda, is, yeah. there's just, no chance of the world title changing hands in that time. We're just waiting for WrestleMania uh, 40 slash this time it'll be different, we swear. Um, like, it just seems like it's like if they if they renege again, I don't know what the fuck they think they're going to do. I mean, they didn't know what they were going to do the first time. It was just kind of a, well, we're not quite, we're scared of change. We fear it. And 1,000 is a big oh, round yeah, number. Let's get Roman it, across yeah. that. Roman is going to hold that belt until he dies. Well, Dave, that reminds me. I need to borrow your gun. <laughs> no. If you, honestly, if you... I'm going to go buy I, him a pack of cigarettes. If you... 
God damn. I was going to say, if you thought that I hadn't thought about trying to find a way to legally shoot Roman Reigns and get away with it, you'd be crazy. What's honestly crazy is that with... Okay, there's a lot. But in all the years that he's held this title and had this run, nobody's sharing stories like, oh, Roman's a, like a, a politicker backstage. Like nobody's... Like all anybody's ever said is like he's just been a good soldier for Vince and the company and they, they've wanted him to be this guy for a while. Like... The lack of resentment for where he is that's even, like, off the record or anonymous stuff is... He's got to be, like, the nicest guy in the world to everybody back there. For, sure. Like, I, I don't even hate him. I'm just yeah. tired. Just... I, we, we can get into this at WrestleMania 40 with whatever they end up doing there. But, yeah, it, it's hard. I can't, I can't rate any Roman Reigns match, like, above a two and a half on my scale because... For a match to work, you've got to be invested. You've got to either believe that there's a chance some outcome could happen, or you could believe that the process by, like, you can have a squash match. Like, we, we talked at uh, World's End about, like, Swerve Strickland versus Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Obviously, Swerve was going to win, mm -hmm. and there was never a real chance of anything else happening. But the story they told of Dustin, like, fighting back and using, like, his old pro's knowledge to put yeah. Swerve on his back, that's how you take, a, like, an obvious outcome and still make a good story out of it. And with Roman, we know he's going to win. He's going to win the same damn way he always does with a bloodline interference spot that the baby faces have just completely forgotten to account for. And yeah, I, I can't, I can't say any of his matches work on the level that I, the way that I score these, because I just don't care. Well, I think his entrance was shorter. I was going to say it was under like three minutes. Good for him. He was, uh, he was in a hurry. They must've gotten the note on that. Yep. Three stars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Three stars for his uh, quicker entrance. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I, yeah, I, I gave it a two. It's sure. just, you know... Um, uh, yeah, uh, no disrespect to anyone involved. It's, it's just absolutely has to do with the presentation and the foregone conclusion. Yeah, and there, there were some fun bits. Like, I liked that even though it's a fatal four-way, anybody can pin anybody. Clearly, all three of the challengers wanted to pin Roman. Yeah. That was a nice thing that they kept trying specifically yeah. to get him. Um they did the they did the stack spot, calling back to what he did with uh, Edge and Brian, but then right. AJ turned it around and knocked Roman on top of it. Yep. There was one bit that bugged me because okay, so this is me trying to rules lawyer on wrestling, which is dumb, but it, it's how my brain occupies itself. Um, the ref got yanked out of the ring by Solo, and that's right. when uh, Solo spikes uh, Orton and L.A. Knight and stacks both of them. So nobody's in the ring there. Right. Then he goes outside and chases A.J. Styles, tries to tackle him through the barricade. Oh, by the way, when A.J. dodges that and Solo goes through the barricade, he nearly kills Samantha Irvin, yes, who is sitting back there. Yes, he does. And like, everyone is, in, is very, very blasé about that. Fact. I don't know if he was just moving a lot faster than anybody expected or she just had forgotten that spot was coming. I don't know. I, I, feel like the, I, don't, I feel like the only thing was they warned her he's coming through that barrier. Just make sure you're back as far as possible. And she was like, I get three or four feet back should be good. And then just a, a Samoan cannonball flies through. And, centimeters. Yeah. Mr. by centimeters. The barricade Mr. by centimeters. Seriously. But... So anyway, all that to say, uh, eventually AJ gets back in. But while that's happening, Roman is standing around near the stack, just sort of watching. The ref, like, gets back into the ring. Why doesn't he start counting right then? Because Orton's on the ground and LA Knight's on top of him. That's a pinfall. The ref it should is. have been counting. It, you're very correct. Like, and rules established. If one guy's got his shoulders down and another person is on top of them, they can be literally unconscious and it still counts. And I can tell you exactly why that didn't happen. That wasn't the finish. 
Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Unfor- yeah, you're, no, you're right. Let me look at the script. I'm not supposed to You're lose. right, and they were, they, they were very much hoping someone wouldn't notice that. <laughs> they, wanted, they wanted to distract you with the plow through the security barrier. Yeah, which they almost did, but yeah, then almost. I was looking out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, so uh, Roman retains, surprise, uh, two out of five. Yeah, but you didn't have to wait till the end of the night to be disappointed. Well, one thing, the only thing I'll miss about Roman's title reign is when we have those Wrestle League predictions. Roman is—he's the Joker. You all—you're good for <laughs> six points anytime he's on the card until until WrestleMania. All right, next up is our other title match on the card: uh, Logan Paul defending his United States Championship against Kevin Owens. This is where my true disappointment came through. <laughs> So, what did you find disappointing about this one? Well, okay, it's not that I'm genuinely disappointed. It's just like, I I understand the finish. It it was fine. It was fine, but I just, I was like, I wanted Kevin to win. It's just just a very much a fan moment of, I want my guy to win. Yeah. Um, it 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 was a good match, a lot of good spots. I could... Usual disclaimer, Logan Paul's a douchebag, but he's pretty good at wrestling. Yeah, it It really is. Um, but they had some really good spots of basically, of, but and he also understands the crowd wants to see him humbled and yeah. Kevin Owens delivered on a lot of that. And also a lot of wrestlers can play <laughs> angry. What KO, what Owens plays in this match with Paul is just contempt. He's just so mad at this guy. A not a seething in, contempt. Yeah, just like, I don't like that. I've got to fight you. Yeah. There isn't a, a sort of begrudging respect. There is a, I need to end you. Yeah, kind of feeling. I can't even enjoy beating up on you. I just back need and forth, this to be done. Back and forth until the end where, using a distraction, Logan Paul is handed brass knucks. Yeah, uh, so one of his stooges, whose name you could not pay me to look up, Whatever. gets thrown out. <laughs> yeah, Because the ref notices a right. guy trying to slip a foreign object to the ring. This yep. ref's got his contacts in. Mm-hmm. Uh, calls security out to deal with him. Uh, Waller and uh, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory come running out. They slip the uh, knuckles onto the apron. Yep. So so he goes to, to clock Kevin, but he misses. Kevin Owens gets them, clocks Logan, but and it's, this is a classic move, too. Forgets to take off the knuckles yeah. while he's pinning. Ref counts. One, two. What's on your hand? Disqualification. Yep. So I, I, I've, I am okay with this in the sense that I'm guessing, I feel like Logan's losing, Logan Paul's losing at WrestleMania. I Most feel likely. I like, feel like the title's getting taken off him. Yeah, I don't think he's full-time enough for them to he's keep him not. guard he, on. He is a 100% part-time. But I'm sorry, are you putting on the record right now that, one, you think Logan Paul is going to lose, yes. and Robert, you think Roman Reigns is going to lose at WrestleMania? I will say this. Logan Paul has been willing to lose. He's He's gone down in a fair number of matches. If, if Roman is going to retain at WrestleMania, they're doing the worst storytelling they can right now because they're once again... Listen, I want to be wrong. You have no idea. But I think that we all know in our heart of hearts that Logan Paul and Roman Reigns are retaining at WrestleMania. You're right, Dave. What wrestling needs is more cynicism. (laughs) It would be a colossal mistake and terrible storytelling for Roman to retain, which is not to say it won't happen. But if smart people are allowed to and decide to make good decisions, yeah, they'll do what they should have done a year ago and he'll drop the belt. Because I, I can't imagine I, they've got another. I really year think the Roman one will will more than likely happen because they want to they want to have it happen at the big round number that is forty. Yeah, you know that's 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 my thought there. I think the Logan Paul thing is like yeah I like they I don't know 
I, I, I have a feeling that's where it's headed. Now, I could be wrong about the Paul one. Yeah. That, that could go either way, but yeah, I don't, I don't think he... Wrestling booking decisions are also all about spite, and I understand that they could go <laughs> any other way. Despite, because Spiting me personally, I felt because it's just like other shows on. It's just like other shows on television where it's like if you figure out their big twist, they get all pissy and upset. And it's like, well, now we have to change it because they <laughs> they they did what we wanted them to do and used actual logic to do to do the 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 way things are going. But it needs to be unpredictable. Is one of the worst creative impulses that, anybody isn't that can the have. The thing that people in, like. People on regular TV shows fell victim to needing to swerve people, yeah. <laughs> like wrestling. Uh, like if you're like if you're not popping some big surprise, you're. <laughs> which again, credit them for booking the Royal Rumbles that way, yeah. where yeah, did not feel the need to hinge it on like, oh my gosh, this person's here, or hey, yeah, you know, we we've got uh, this person signed. So again, I want to believe that whatever else is going wrong with the company right now, or whatever else they're trying desperately not to fix, because it will expose them to awkward legal scrutiny. They seem like they're a little bit on a better foot of creative direction going into the new year. I feel, I feel like, despite his moral failings, Triple H has a better idea of letting those kinds of things happen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that later. So I gave uh, this one three and a half. Again, thought it was a solid match. Um, yeah. I, I liked the ending. I, thought, I, I don't love DQ finishes on pay-per-view, but that was a fun one. Just that he's got it one, but he makes that mistake at the very last second. Yeah. Uh, a it's dusty also, finish can work sometimes. It's also that fun moment that that the the face slash person the crowd is behind is like I'm not gonna cheat, but you cheated first, so I get to cheat yeah. back. And that's a, that retribution, that karma, is is a nice bit. And in some way, him being bad at cheating is like his own mark of virtue. Yeah. If he were sneakier, he would have won. He was he was just tired and worn out. Yeah. All right. So this brings us to the main event of the evening: the men's Royal Rumble match. We start with a double dose of Usos with Jay Uso and Jimmy at number uh, one and two. Or if you're looking at the color coding, the good Uso and the evil Uso. So here's what's <laughs> weird about that, because I no yeet. I haven't watched. Okay, that those shirts are amazing. <laughs> yeet and no yeet. Uh, I, I love that. Inside you, there are two wolves. <laughs> I forget who it was. I think Will Washington or one of the wrestling journalists had a picture of himself holding it and like looking from one to the other, just looking <laughs> like he just could not make up his mind. Yeah, so what's weird about that is that, oh, brother versus brother. Jay's the, the face. Jimmy's the heel. I thought Jimmy's whole reason for turning on Jay at SummerSlam was that he wanted to protect his brother from becoming like Roman with winning the title. That it was like a, I did it for your own good because I love you justification. But... They're in the ring here, and he's just like smirking and being the the heel, and Jay's just righteously trying to. Oh, beat him every up. time someone beats up his brother, he's like, "Yeah, that's great. Let's be friends." And yeah, and I'm just like, "Wait, I thought your whole thing was I don't know." But you forget he's evil. Yeah, which is honestly a shame. It's because... the corrupting influence of the bloodline. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not. No, don't take that as. Don't don't. No, I'm not. I'm not doing their writing for them. If they wanted to be actually be consistent about it, they could be. Oh, just snapped my water bottle shut. That was loud. Yeah, snap into it. <laughs> yeah, so they're one and two. Uh, Grayson Waller comes out for number three, cuts a promo a little bit before Who getting in the keeps ring. giving him a mic? He immediately gets super kicked. So at first I thought he, but he hadn't actually gone over the rope yet. So he just gets knocked off the apron yeah. and then gets up and re-enters. 
Uh, number four is a returning Andrade. Yeah, that was a good surprise. Yeah, I don't know. I think they just he's just announced as Andrade, so not just, like yeah. Cien Almas or El Idolo, just Andrade. I, yeah, I think they're just gonna keep him at one name for right now. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll we'll see if we feel like a, a third one going in. But yeah, so he's back. Um, looked good. Yeah, not a remarkable showing, I would say. No, but I think the main purpose was he's back. Yeah. Also, his headgear was pretty cute. That pretty was cool, killer. yeah. yeah. They've, they're still keeping him with the cool entrance gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Carmelo Hayes out of NXT. Yeah. Uh, number six, Shinsuke Nakamura, who still goes here. Uh, number seven, Santos Escobar. Number eight, Karrion Cross. Number nine, Dirty still Dom not used Mysterio. To him, still not used to him with his hair grown out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, might as well give it a try. He's just... Uh, his, he's going through his evolutionary phases of hair with, uh, yeah. with WWE. Uh, yeah, number nine, Dirty Dom Mysterio. Number <laughs> ten, Carlito, who is uh, still chasing Santos, uh, who responds by just immediately rolling under the bottom rope and I think staying out of the ring till Carlito gets eliminated by somebody else. Uh, Carlito, who wrestled the entire time with an apple in his trunks. Serious choking hazard once he took a bite out of it and serious something else hazard before. Let's see. Uh, Carlito, I think, got, gets eliminated by Bobby Lashley, who comes in at number 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lashley also eliminates Cross, and apparently uh, they've been feuding as well because uh, after he eliminates Cross, Cross grabs his ankles from the outside and just drags him out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have, I, I, I have no idea you could have said anything to me, and I would have have to have taken it. Yeah, I need to start <laughs> slipping that in. Yeah, do it. More and more. Lie until to me. <laughs> built our whole, al- my whole alternate universe of what's happening on television. Um the uh, Street Profits, who aren't actually in the match, which is a bummer, because I would have loved to see Montez true, Ford yeah. get to do it, be in this they one. Come out and br- oh, they come out oh. and break it up. Yeah, so they um, come out. Uh, the uh, Authors of Pain, I think, are, yes. are on Cross's side now. Uh, they don't run exactly, but they lumber with great <laughs> purpose down to the ring as well. well it looks weird if a, if, if, if a menacing guy like that runs. He has to stalk <laughs> toward the ring menacingly yeah, so all, all six guys just go brawling back up the ramp and it, right as they get there ludwig kaiser is entering with the <laughs> just, imperium behind and he just sort of steps to one side and looks down in this kind side of side like, steps because the riffraff are brawling yeah just the most european look of oh who let you onto our continent yeah so he makes it yeah. to the ring uh number 13 austin theory number 14 finn balor number 15 the american nightmare cody rhodes um, Stops to do his whole pyro sequence. He does get a pyro. Like, that's just written <laughs> that's, in. That's, it's like, that's something that bugs me about Rumble matches. Is where it's like, you're, most people get, a lot of people get the idea where it's just like, they, they will come out and do a little thing, but then it's like, I'm into the match. I got to yeah. ditch my stuff, get in the ring. Some people just come out straight away. I think the, the, I think, I think this one thing I like less about modern Rumbles is they have less of the idea of, I need to get in the ring and, you know, make my, stake my claim. I think my favorite image is still uh, Nikki Cross coming out for one a year or yeah. two back and just running. Yeah. With like in like Lancelot and Monty Python style, just like full tilt ah! arms going. Just pure, <laughs> let it, me at him. It's it is that it is almost that scene where just the guard is standing and just looks out, ah, just off in the distance <laughs> and just keeps getting closer until finally he just comes in and just beats him savagely to death. <laughs> yeah, and so we we let's see. I think. Um, we do get that eventually. Uh, I'll come up on him in a moment. Uh, 
Bronson Reed, number 16. Yeah, he had a good showing. He did. Uh, Kofi Kingston, number 17. Looks like they've retired Kofi's uh, elimination save bit after uh, two years in a row. Where yes, it went uh, who bad. was it? And the women sort of got one. Uh, it was. Oh, Kyrie Sane had yes. a moment. Um, she was struggling. She tried. She tried. She tried desperately. I was trying to figure out if that was supposed to be a save that went wrong or I think if it, it was, was supposed to be a desperation thing. Yeah, because she goes over and she like catches herself on the apron. Like two not, inches above the ground. Yeah, not with the ropes like she doesn't have the ropes she's just got her like elbows on the apron and is just trying to use her core strength to keep her mm-hmm. legs from touching the ground she does it for like it, it's six i think or, it's i think it's that kind of spot where you just kind of watch it to go well is that actually gonna work no okay yeah but it, like, but no it, wait a human being can't do that but it was like it was like almost it's like she might have been able to do it she, <laughs> she does it for like six or seven seconds which yeah. is nine or ten seconds longer than i could have done uh-huh. it <laughs> Um, yeah, so let's see. Yeah, Kofi um, comes in. He like, even if I could hold myself up like that, I was like, well, uh, I live here now. Um, I could do it if there was a chair under me. Yeah, doing it now. <laughs> Podcast audience at home, you'd be so impressed if you could see this. You would be super impressed. Uh, let's see. Kofi Kingston, uh, he does uh, eliminate Ludwig Kaiser with a yes. pretty cool SOS kind of over the rope. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaiser hits the ground just as Gunther is entering. And so <laughs> he is. He is going to hear about that later. <laughs> he gets his own look of kind of disturbed uh, disappointment. Like you were supposed to be in there to help me when I got in. Yeah. And Gunther immediately throws Kofi out and he just hits the ground and he's gone. But uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, number 19, Ivar. All right. Number 20. Ivar had such a good okay, show. He I've, was he Bam Bam Bigelowed. And he did. Like match. just the All big guy doing match. cartwheels and like. Uh, he and was rolls. having a ball. Oh, my gosh. So, so fun to see him. I know that. Um. I think the main reason he's doing single stuff is because Eric is yeah. out with an injury. But, yeah, it just seems like he's really seizing the moment to do the singles that thing. That dude was floating around the ring. It was amazing. I loved it. A lot of fun. I wish we'd gotten to see a little more of, of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so number 20. Number 20, Braun Breaker comes out. And you were talking about that, like, charge to the ring on a mission. Mm-hmm. That was his energy. Yes. Like, he runs in, spears two guys. Uh, like I, I mean, it's important to keep up that energy when you're, um, I don't know, filling in. Yeah, when they'd already written B R O on the call sheet and right, then right. found out someone was going to make it, and it was just like, uh, uh, how do we finish? But in <laughs> how many K's? Nobody knows. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, honestly great showing for him. He I would did, say yeah. like of the people who got the most like maybe of exposure to a new audience i would say he's the one who's oh definitely yeah coming into 2024 with the most energy because he's like giving guys spine busters spears he throws out uh i think both omos and um ivar Mm -hmm. uh just wrecking machine like they because okay the word is and we were joking about this a second ago but this was going to be brock lesnar's spot yes until brock lesnar uh was implicated disinvited for reasons and so they reportedly just kind of copy because of the implications (laughs) vince it sounds like this woman doesn't want to send me these explicit text messages well no it's just because she knows what will happen if she doesn't wink i feel dirty (laughs) yeah it's rare for me to say something and then feel bad about it yeah what is this that poor woman i don't like this feeling it's empathy it's it's not fun it's what separates you from the vince mcmahon and why he would kill you given half a chance. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't finish that sentence. Never mind. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, great showing from Braun. He does um, 
eventually get tossed out after uh, limiting Omos and throwing him mm-hmm. over. Uh, Dom Mysterio gets him from behind and tosses him out. Yeah. And reportedly that was what was going to happen with Brock, yes. setting up a feud with yeah. him and Dom at Elimination Chamber. And I would be completely fine if they just keep Braun Oh, yeah. You know that whole there. thing would it probably still will be like Dom is terrified of Braun. Yeah, just him running away and just ch- mm-hmm. just getting chased by. My only wish is I hate... I was hoping when he debuted on the main roster they'd let him be a Steiner again. Like, no, no, no. But no, that's that's not going to happen. You don't own the name Steiner. Nope. <laughs> you can't be a Pillman. You can't be a Steiner. Nope. Uh, so, uh, but uh, Braun is so mad about this that as he's stomping out, he uh, stop. Oh, actually, we skipped over one thing that happens while yes. he's still in the ring because Omos is number twenty-one, and then number twenty-two is Pat McAfee. Yes, who was at commentary when his music plays, and apparently, by all due reports, he was not informed that he was going to be number twenty-two. I've heard that, and I can't quite believe it, but everybody seems to be saying it. That's the report that yeah. he had no idea. Um, and he kind of he kind of goes up to get in the ring like yeah I'm gonna do it and then he's like no, and Braun wait. and Omos are like staring each other down in the middle and they just turn slowly to look at him there wasn't no it was Gunther Gunther was yeah there Gunther too. was there too. they were all staring at him like you gonna do it you gonna do it and, and then he climbs over the top rope and then seems to think about it and starts like, to go oh, back God, in I can't do this they're gonna murder me I get to and then he's like no wait I'm gonna do it <laughs> and then takes another look and starts yeah nope nope no I've got other stuff I can do and then he eliminates himself he does, he does a Drew Carey. Yeah, so uh, that's him. Uh, yeah, Braun. I love that Braun was basically smirking the whole time. Like, you know, it's going to happen. If you get any closer, right? <laughs> no defensive line for you here, buddy. Um, yeah. So, uh, but after Braun gets eliminated by Dom, he's so angry that on his way out, he spears the ever-loving hell out of number twenty-three, JD McDonough. Yep. And just leaves him lying broken and crumpled outside the ring. Mm-hmm. But wait, it's number twenty-four, and coming to the right rumble this time, it's our truth. Charging out, seeing uh, poor D- J.D. McDonough in need, stable help- made. helpfully picking him up, throwing him in the ring where he is immediately thrown back out by J.U. What, so. what are you doing in here? you got to be in the rumble, man. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Archer's got his bit. Oh, no, he's not done because he climbs up on the apron and throws his arm over and reaches out for Dominic to, to give him a tag, to let him in the ring. And they keep trying to, he keeps trying to explain to him. It's like, this is not a tag match. You and just I, get he, in the ring. And, and I think then, Dom's getting like beaten up by Gunther yeah, or something. Yeah. Like and he's finally, just, he's like, fine. And he, they, he delivers a hot tag to R-Truth. And, and it, he, the crowd goes wild. Again, they were quiet for a lot of this. <laughs> but man, they that that got him up. And he just hops over, does the tries the five moves of Doom yeah. uh, as a tribute to his childhood hero, John Cena. <laughs> I love that. They, again, I love that every R2, R-Truth running gag still hits. Yeah. Every time. But, okay. I was watching this with uh, Shelby Death Ray Patterson of yeah. uh, This Is a Takeover, and she's admitted that she doesn't really get R Truth, doesn't oh. appeal to her. Fair enough. No comedies for everybody. I'm sorry, she doesn't like fun. That's my take on it. But no, for me, it's just, it's not just that he does goofy bits. A lot of no, wrestlers yeah. do goofy bits and they fall flat. With truth, it's the commitment, just the earnest it is, sincerity of all of it. It is what makes good comedy work, especially amongst comedians. You can tell when a comedian isn't even committing hard enough for it to be funny. You can tell when they're just kind of trying to coast. But you, commitment to the bit, especially when you're doing something like that in a live performance, when you're in it, it, it hits and the, the audience is going with because they see you are absolutely going for it. Yeah, and that's what I'll always just love about Truth because he has just built so much, well, for lack of a better word, truth into yeah. just all of the, the goofiness of his character. Like the pre-show bit I told you about like the, with the yeah. softballs in the batting cage, he explains to, to, the, to the guy, to the, 
the, the interviewer what he's doing. And then the guy's like, I, yeah, I see what you're doing, but why are you doing that? And he just re-explains it to him <laughs> as though it's like, that's what like this is perfectly like, obvious. Like like not not even like not even condescendingly. He just re-explains it to him like, like you, you get it now. Like I, I explained it as best as I as like this is as clear as it's gonna get, and he just leaves him to it. It's just like it's perfect. Yeah, and uh, he he's making friends. Oh, what sorry, ma- I'm sorry. I was, I was just gonna say what makes it work is uh, I, I can't remember what the anecdote was. I forget who he was taught. I think it might have been Bruce Campbell in his in his first uh, autobiography, where he talks about. Trying to figure out how, how a lot, it was either him or someone or another actor trying to figure out how it makes sense. How the, he was talking about how his character actions don't make sense. He's like they don't have to make sense. He, he was told by a veteran, another veteran, is like they have to make sense to the character. And as long as it, as long as the internal logic works for the character, that's what makes it work. You know that kind of thing. Nice. And it's like when you're committed to a comedy bit, as long as it makes sense to like when he's explaining what he's doing with the baseballs. It's like it makes sense to him. Yeah. <laughs> and just like uh, when uh, the Miz comes out at yeah. number twenty-five, our truth immediately just sees, "Hey, another teammate." Yes, exactly. And briefly, they reform Awesome Truth <laughs> and have a happy moment until he realizes that the Miz is about to eliminate Dom, also That's his right. teammate. He like, no, 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 no! You can't eliminate Dom. He's my friend. And nobody's quite sure how to resolve that. But number twenty-six, Damian Priest comes in and just immediately <laughs> throws Truth out, which. All right, well, that does solve the problem in yeah. a way. <laughs> Look forward to the ensuing fallout. So uh, number 27 is CM Punk making his televised return to a WWE match uh, for the first time in 10 years as they... Uh, people, people pointed out he left WWE on the 27th of January over, over 10 years ago, uh, and he's coming out the 27. Oh, Wow. Yeah, it was. It seemed like, like a very specific number pick. <laughs> so yeah, he he does come out, and I think he almost immediately eliminates Dom. Uh, let's see. Then uh, number twenty-eight, we have Ricochet who comes out, who doesn't really get to do a lot. Um, I I did love Ricochet's elimination spot where uh, Drew McIntyre, who's number twenty-nine, comes out. Uh, oh God, yeah. It's like he uses Ricochet's own flippiness against him. Ricochet tries to kick him on the ropes. Drew just grabs his leg, hurls it up, and Ricochet can't stop himself from backflipping over the ropes and all the way out of the <laughs> ring. Just like, no, why did you use my flubberization against me? Yeah, number 30 is Sami Zayn coming back, I think, for the first time since McIntyre yeah. attacked him after, I think, after War Games. Um, nice pop from the crowd there that was as well. Great. That was exciting. I yeah. loved it. Good to see Sami back. And honestly, still good to see that. I'm very happy that they've kept the momentum on him as a singles guy after the bloodline because I thought there was mm-hmm. a real chance that like, okay, they'll have a little bit of a tag run, they'll lose the belts, and then it'll be like Kofi Kingston after he lost the WWE title. So I'm like, okay, we're, we're done with your bit. Now go back to where you where we wanted you to be. Mm-hmm. And no, so far, Sammy's getting to stay uh, as just like they recognize, yeah, we've, we've got somebody that the crowd is pretty much always going to connect with. Yep. All right, we get down to the final four. Um Drew eliminates Sammy, and we're down to Drew McIntyre, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, and CM Punk. CM Punk, who says he's not losing to Dusty's kid. Cue the always sunny in Philadelphia music. Someone did that on Twitter. I loved it. He's like, he basically yells, I didn't come back after 10 years to lose to Dusty's kid. CM Punk loses to Dusty's kid. (laughs) Smash smash cut to the exact quote with the music. (laughs) 
Final sequence is fun on this because it, it logically uh, yeah. Drew McIntyre is the freshest one in there, so he's just running wild over everybody else. Uh, hits Punk with a move that apparently tore Punk's left triceps. Yeah, that's I, uh, apparently that came out after the fact. It was yeah. like I think it was the Claymore that might have done it, or was uh, it something different? Apparently, there was like a, it was a I think a running DDT. Ah, um, uh, okay. People went back to see the clip, and you could see Punk immediately like hold, clutch his arm and yeah. roll to the corner and talk to a ref. And, it, and apparently this time it was the other tricep, not yeah. the previous one. Not the one that he tore uh, in his match with it was his match with Moxley, right? Was where that happened. Yeah, yeah, before uh, brawl out. Um, it's weird this keeps happening. It really is. Um, CM Punk or fall apart, man. Now. Give him credit. He apparently decided he was going to go ahead and finish the match. No, he so did. He did. He, he tosses I'm, Drew. I'm uh, not poking fun because I, I, I don't see now. See, because now the 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 wrestling brain is kicked in with most of the IWC, and it's like, how much of this is how, how much of this is a work? Because they've apparently, as of Raw, they've been pushing it uh, that you know, well, Drew in a promo and with CM Punk said i prayed for this yeah. to happen and it i went did. home and slept like a baby yeah <laughs> i was like oh that's great that's awesome yeah. that's awesome it seems like he's definitely gonna miss wrestling like the injury itself seems pretty legit yeah um, no it's le- it's legit yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm betting they're working it just enough so that if there's a chance he can be at wrestlemania yeah that they'll work something like in. if they can get him in the door like the the friday before to set it up they'll, yeah they'll do that um yeah so he eliminates drew um Gunther and Cody go at it for a bit. Cody uh, is able to get Gunther over the edge. And then he and Punk have maybe a three or four minute sequence. Yeah. Um, Cody, no stranger to fighting with uh, only one good arm. Um, (laughs) Hits a crossroads on him and then weirdly just decides to get up and like celebrate and shake the ropes. Like, what what are you doing? Throw him, man. But he, uh, when he goes back, Punk hits him with a GTS and then a pedigree just for extra, extra effect. (laughs) Now, at what point during all of this uh, did uh, did he lose the tooth? Right, the tooth. Have you seen this? I have not. Apparently, I have no knowledge of this. Uh, Cody ate a Claymore kick from Drew, and somebody noticed uh, the, the close-up of him lying on the mat a second later. There's a small object lying close to his forehead. Oh, no. Uh, he apparently got a tooth knocked out of his face by that Claymore. Could have been worse. Could have gone up his nose. <laughs> Why couldn't Drew have aimed a little down to the left and gotten the tattoo off his neck? Ooh, I mean, uh, I hope I'm sure there's no hard feelings, but that's that's not a good look for Drew to do that to two people in one night. Yeah. <laughs> so the triceps apparently may have just been like the way Punk landed. It doesn't yeah, seem like any, yeah. but yeah, the the Claymore. Uh, that's that's a little more on him. A <laughs> little bit. Um, yeah. So. Uh, that's when Punk drops the I didn't wait or I didn't oh wait ten years to lose to Dusty's kid and then immediately <laughs> gets thrown <laughs> out by Cody. Uh, and they've shown us uh, both. Well, he he, wor- he works his way out of the GTS and, and gets him. Yeah, and we've uh, seen both Seth Rollins and uh, Roman Reigns are in skyboxes, kind of looking yeah. down and watching. And uh, as soon as Cody wins, he uh, stands up on the ropes and does not point to the sign. He turns and he points to Roman just calling it right then and there and also with CM Punk lying on the outside freshly eliminated he does the uh the too sweet gesture yep. from the bullet club and then Kenny Omega's uh finger guns so mm-hmm. a little little shout out to his friends in the elite oh speaking of post rumble uh shot there was a really good one after the women's rumble of all the like the last eliminated yeah women just, just kind of leaning against, against the barricade the wall, yeah 
Yeah, just that dejected look because, yeah, it would hurt to yeah. know, give it all that effort and just not have it come together. To be right there at the end. Yeah. Es- especially if you're that close. You wouldn't just immediately get up and no, no. happily walk back to the stage. It looked, yeah, they, they did a lot of great work. Yeah, really, really good production wise. side on yeah. this show. Whatever else I'll, I'll say about it. like they, they If nothing else, there was an absolute minimum of quick cuts. Yes, the absence of Kevin Dunn is already much appreciated. Yeah. I didn't feel sick watching certain certain matches. Yeah, there was a bit where AJ Styles grabbed a chair and uh, started laying into Roman Reigns during mm-hmm. the Fatal Four Way, and like we kept one camera across multiple chair shots. It was yeah. the craziest thing. So yeah, hell of a show. Good show overall. Yeah, um, I gave the Men's Rumble. Um, I actually gave that one. I didn't write it down there. Switch over to my spreadsheet. Um, I gave that one three and a half. I liked it a lot. I think there were a few, uh, there was a lot of, I, it felt like safe moments. Like we, mm-hmm. we talked about the stuff that I loved. There was a lot that just kind of felt like, okay, pace out until this happens. Like, right. And some right. stuff like, you know, Jey Uso had the longest run in this match. He made it just over 50 minutes and then kind of just got unceremoniously thrown over by Gunther. Um, it, 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 there, there are some points where you, you, some people may have gotten lost because it's like the the entire idea is they're supposed to pace themselves to you ba- ba- just to keep things going until it's time for elimination or just for someone to come in. Yeah. So it's like if if things seem like they're slogging a little bit, that's that is a problem with with them keeping up with where they're supposed to be. Yeah, it's tricky. And honestly, for it all is. the moving pieces on that, the fact that it works at all is something of a miracle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, overall love the show. I do think. Um, When it comes to CM Punk, I saw somebody make the observation that, like, the joke on him now is that, like you said, he like he breaks easily. He's injury prone. And yeah. somebody was like, well, how's that different from Danielson, who in, like, the last two That's years not. had a concussion, an orbital bone, and a broken arm? Or Omega, who, yeah. I mean, has had that issue quite frequently as well. I think the one thing that has really made it, that's tied it to Punk, is that for Punk, whether through just fate, curse, whatever... It always happens right when he's on the launch pad of what's supposed to be like the next great stage of his career. Like Kenny, yeah, his body was falling to pieces inside of him, but he still held the AEW title all the way through the end of that feud with Hangman, dropped it, and then went to get healed up. I'm just talking about recently with the diverticulitis and to the other issues that he requires surgery for. Yeah. There's something he's got to have surgery for, but he can't until his diverticulitis subsides. Which, wow, it's... (laughs) Kind of the opposite of that joke in The Simpsons about Mr. Burns where he's oh, got yeah, all, the, yeah. all the illnesses trying to push through at once with Kenny. It's like, well, he can't, invincible. Get, can't get treated for like crippling medical ailment number four until crippling medical ailment number two improves. And As soon as we find the cure for 17 stab wounds. <laughs> but yeah, no, with Punk, it really is just like, you know, he, uh, he, has, uh, he wins the AEW championship from Hangman for the first time. And then the next uh, Wednesday on Dynamite, uh, fractures his foot and then he heals up comes back wins the championship from moxley tears his tricep and brawl out i think part of it at least for me is the fact that this continually happens if he doesn't seem to take any extra special safeguards and still thinks oh yeah no I, when i'm back i should still be number one with a bullet yeah and and it's like and like yeah are we gonna be a little more careful so that something else whatever Somebody pointed out on Twitter that, like, you know, medic- medicine's gotten so good and, like, people are taking better care of themselves compared to, like, what wrestlers in their yeah. 40s looked like a while ago. We've just sort of forgotten 45 is not a good age to be a pro no, athlete. No, 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 no. 
and especially like you know, people give grief to like oh how our truth just shattering yeah. all sorts of conventions yeah well that dude's just immortal he's in his he own might be. his own category he, he okay. deserves to be. When they do the 40 years of WrestleMania, they need to have like an animation of R Truth in the crowd looking exactly <laughs> the same just for everyone. He's there with Hogan slamming Andre. <laughs> but like people give grief to like Hogan and uh, those guys when they, you know, were in their like 40s and 50s who would just do like the two or three basic moves. Oh, but... no, 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 no. In the 90s when they were hitting their 40s, they were. They were considered way too old. Put out the, out the pasture. Yeah. Because that was about the time when Vince was de-emphasizing them and then they went over to WCW yeah and because like Macho Man specifically I think he was in his early 40s when Vince was like okay we're just gonna keep you on commentary now he wanted to wrestle some more and when he had finally had enough of that he went to WCW had another multi-year run yeah and it's a challenge because like you can see guys like you know like Edge or Christian who are still like coming back and it's like thank god these guys are getting a chance when we all thought they were gonna have to retire 10 or 15 years ago but they also I mean as a result they've had to do like the exercise regimes that you hear about they do for getting in shape for Marvel movies which are by all accounts uh awful yeah (laughs) like I'm surprised the Geneva Convention allows them it's like if you miss a day you're fucked yeah so I'm just going to real quick give, so overall pay-per-view, I give it uh, three out of five confused R-Truths. Um, <laughs> fun show overall. Uh, I feel like there was a there was a lightness in the air after the breaking of the news. But, yeah. Because it was like, that's awful. Wait, he's gone? Okay. <laughs> and I think there's also an element that for, you know, whoever knew about it at the corporate level, I am sure a lot of talent might have heard rumors, but probably the specifics... Nobody knew anything about that. There's also a feeling of hopefulness that it's like, wow, they they acted that quick on Vince. Hopefully that works its way down. And that seems to be the the vibe that TKO is putting out. It's not that I've got 100% faith in that, but it's just, I I mean, really with enough scrutiny on them right now, I feel like they'll be forced to. It is comforting to know that after he was forced out in 22, uh, forced out, we were all like, uh, when, when is he coming back? Like, yeah. again, this is the cynic in me. Yeah. Uh, this, I can't remember, like, there was a feeling of, okay, Vince is gone. Things are really going to change. And I remember being the cynic and going, is he gone, though? Is he really gone? And what do you know, six months later, Vince is back. Now I was reading, because of the way those uh, the contracts with TKO Endeavor work, uh, Vince's majority shareholding is done with. Yeah, he doesn't like, have the power to vote himself back in the way he did. He is yep. well and truly out, aside from the rumors about Bruce Pritchard being his proxy. proxy. Yeah. So, yeah. at least uh, I don't get to be a cynic about that one. That yeah. was that was Sasha Banks making that statement, by the way. Sasha slash Mercedes Monet. Didn't Ronda Rousey also? Vote? No, it was yeah, Ronda. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. my bad. Yeah. I, I, I confused something. It was Ronda. Yeah, I will say. And in a way... What if we got a few minutes? Uh, what happened at the press uh, show at, or the press conference after? Kind of depressing, but kind of hopeful in the long run as well, because you had something that rarely happens. People at a wrestling scrum actually asked tough questions. Oh yeah. That clearly the person at the table didn't want them to. So. Oh, you mean uh, Hunter Hearst? Everything is fine. Helmsley dog yeah. sitting around fire. Now look, I. <laughs> My sympathy for him is going to be qualified by the fact that he, at the very least, had to be aware that something was going on. And uh-huh. even if maybe he didn't have the power to do it, you always have an option to do something. Like, he you, he didn't have the power to fire events, but 
you can place a call to a reporter. You can do something, and by all accounts, as far as we know, he did not really do that much. So my sympathy for him is limited. That said, there are not good answers when the facts people are asking you about are that bad. There are, however, bad answers and much, much worse answers, and I kind of feel like he leans towards the latter side, because mm -hmm. while he could have just said... Uh, there have been some serious investigations. We're looking into this. Obviously, we take these allegations very seriously and are going to make sure we do everything we can. That You mean like Nick Khan was doing the whole time? <laughs> right. Just give the, the, the lawyer's prepared statement answer. Triple H decided he was just going to say, first off, that, well, he hadn't really read them, hadn't looked at them too closely, which is an odd thing to say when someone accuses the grandfather of your children of being a sexual predator. Um, also kind of weird, then why wasn't Brock on the show if you didn't know the details of what That's, these accusations this were? Is, this is veering into government spokesperson, plausible deni deniability. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, when people kind of kept pushing on it, he says, well, look, we made a $5 billion deal with we're Netflix We're going to focus on week. the positives. Focus on the positives. It, runs, it makes me think of that line from The Office, the, the end of the British first season, where uh, David Brent's telling them all, well, there's... there's Bad news and there's good news. Uh, the bad news is that our location will be downsized and those of you who can't relocate will probably lose your jobs. The good news is I'm getting promoted. You're still thinking about the bad news, aren't you? And it's just, and yeah, Triple H is just like, oh, you're, you, we made all this money. The, the rock's on our board. Are you guys still thinking about the sex trafficking? The response to that should have been people reading text messages to him. Yeah. That, like that's, that was immediate. My, my thought is like... <laughs> And, I mean, you want an example of, like, how to answer this question as best you can. Look at, I mean, Cody Rhodes got that, and I think yeah. he just sort of gave the, like, it's, you know, he's like, this is very serious stuff to talk about. Obviously, we, you know, we here in the locker room are trying to do the best we can to put on a good show, but we also want to create, like, Cody is, <laughs> whatever else, Cody's a born, how to put this, the positive kinds of con man skills that make you a good pro wrestler yeah. Cody has learned how to take that into public as well, and not in a bad way. He just know he's very good at presenting himself and playing like the good guy. And Triple H just—I really would not have expected him to be this awkward about this. And just to sort yeah. of like it's not even that he was giving like rehearsed legal answers. Rehearsed legal answers would have been better. He just seemed annoyed that he was being asked about this very serious thing. And the only defense I'll offer is. Uh, the person in question is his father-in-law, and right. he spends he spends out of bi uh, bi out of uh, business hours in close proximity to him. I, I I understand that's not an easy position, but still, man, this is fucked up. Yeah, it also <laughs> it feels to me as though he spent I don't know the last seventy-two hours being inundated with all of this and just trying to put a show on that weekend. Yeah, and and deal and you know probably helping his wife deal with it too <laughs> his, all all his, fair to say but when you get that job and when you make yourself the public oh yeah no, the no that's that's that, yeah. the, that's where the sympathy ends it's like this is your job man yeah <laughs> this is this is the horrific thing you you have to brace yourself for especially in the wrestling industry like if somebody tracked down shane mcmahon's house and like banged on his door and like shoved a microphone in his face as he was like walking his kids to the to school or whatever i'd have some sympathy for him because that dude left the company and is just trying to be somewhere else for, i i don't know why but for some reason i feel like his there i don't know if he'd give the give an actual answer like this but for some somehow his, his some of his answer would be like <laughs> so they found out huh <laughs> so they 
So they got the evidence, huh? What took them so long? Yeah, so again, it, I don't know that... I don't know what the remedy is for something like this because a terrible thing happened and it can't be made to unhappen. So obviously there's got to be a combination of like people who did this, who perpetrated, who protected it need to be punished, but you've also got to make a, like a change in this corporate culture to keep it from happening going forward. And that's not an easy thing as we have tragically seen over and over in the here's, face of me too. Yeah, and I mean, speaking here's the out. thing. Vince McMahon is gone and I don't know how they're, what they're, how they're going to dance around it. But uh, if if they ever talk, you know, like I said, there's supposed to be a documentary coming out about them. They're going to have to say why. Yeah. They, I mean, and they're, they're probably going to sugarcoat it as hard as they can, which is bad news for me. I'm a diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that I'm sure that every single lawyer for the WWE, for TKO Endeavor, for all of the parties involved, spent the majority of that week washing down Rolaids with uh, Pepto-Bismol. I, here, here's a fun little analogy. Uh, yesterday I was, I was riding with somebody and they had it on a, a 2000s pop channel. Um, and in between some of the songs, they would spotlight things that had you know, like highlights of different years. It was like the highlights of 2004 and 2005. And they did one for 2001 and they hit a few highlights and I was like, and what else happened? Oh, weird. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's what I feel like it's going to be like whenever we hear about, and it's like Vince McMahon and his legacy. Yeah. It's just going to be like, ah, oh, there because was the Attitude Era. And there this was... is the thing that just got him caught. Like, uh, there, like, like I, I know Robert knows about this. There's a series on Behind the Bastards when they highlight various horrible people. Uh, they did a series on Vince McMahon, a six-part series that only caught up to just a few years ago. Yeah, um, and there's plenty of other people who have talked about it. It's like there, there, and there have been scandals, maybe not even directly involving him, but happened under the WWE WWF roof. I think it's going back to the '80s. I think Rita Chatterton was the woman who talked. She was, was the first prominent one. Yeah. It, it goes back further. There's also the Ring Boy scandal, uh, where where a lot, of, a lot of young men in crisis were brought in to potentially learn skills to get into the wrestling business, uh, and were. Uh, yeah, they were they were uh, taken yeah. advantage of. Yeah, it it, just, it never stopped. It never stopped. It's, what a note to end this podcast on. Anyway, we're on the road to WrestleMania, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> how many years of WrestleMania? Forty. 40. <laughs> how many? How many years of problems and allegations? <laughs> Who's going to retain the belt on night two? Eh. Uh, Look, I'm not. Say, I can't say for sure. I know what I'm hoping for if they have any ounce of merit left in them. I, I just cannot imagine that they would do this for another year. Like a Roman part. Oh God, I'm jinxing it so bad right now. Just talking, but like he he's got one foot out the door. He's part timing it now. They can't do that for two years in a row. I'm sorry. He's going to drop dead with that belt on. We're, we're coming up to time, so uh, we, we can all bitch about Roman. I've done it for many episodes, I'll, but I'll, all that came into my head just now is I know that occasionally we make references on this show to things that pe other people probably don't watch or, you know, might seem like inside jokes, but it just reminds me of an episode of Bob's Burgers where uh, Gail is talking about her very problematic cat, Mr. Business, and after a whole episode of uh him causing shit and uh gail like trying to stick up for him and rescue him at the end of the episode she goes oh 
Just a few more years till you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I feel like every Roman Reigns discussion ends on. Like it's just uh, just right around the corner, he'll lose that. But it's just right, we're just just a little bit long. Uh, we, he, the the next pay per view, the next WrestleMania, the next superstar. I don't know. He's tenacious. He's beaten back leukemia twice. I mean. <laughs> anyway, Robert, right. if people want to follow you online, where can they do that at? That isn't Twitter. Well, uh, the site that is not Twitter but is called X now, I am at RedbeardRob01. <laughs> oh, 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 look at that loophole. Oh. Check and mate. Edit that out. Sorry, exclamation you. point. And uh, Chris, what about you? No. Okay. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, instead of just saying, if you want to follow me online, I almost just said, you want to follow me online? I dare you. <laughs> You if, ain't ready. If you would like to follow me online, um, best place to do that is on Instagram at DB Hensley. Uh, Robert, uh, vamp for a minute while I pull up our outro. You'd think I'd remember it after all these years. All right. So coming up, we have Elimination Chamber coming at you from Perth, Australia, um, with uh, Roman not showing up, CM Punk injured, Seth still recovering from his meniscus. I feel like they're going to have a little diminished. But Getting your money's worth, Australia. Still loving Elimination Chamber. Uh, Either way, we're going to Bluey Land. Speaking of eliminations, there's going to be a Saudi show coming up uh, at some point between that and WrestleMania. And then uh, the first weekend of March will be AEW Revolution, which uh, I will be attending live. First time I've ever been to a pay-per-view live along with uh, Gina Brafford and Shelby Ray Patterson of This Is a Takeover and Shelby's husband, Ted. So that kind of on-the-ground correspondence that uh, yeah. you pay for. It's going to be Sting's last show. I mean, not because of Robert, but it's just because he's retired. <laughs> if I can help it, it will be. And then, uh, well, next week uh, is NXT. Actually, I think it's happening oh. like this weekend. is uh, NXT, NXT Vengeance Day, I think on Sunday. Yep. So uh, next week, Gina and Shelby were in here, uh, will be in here. I can't talk tonight, guys. I'm sorry. They'll be in here recording next week uh, for This Is A Takeover. Yay. So so a Saudi show, huh? Who will survive? I mean, it's not Survivor Series. Who's going to live? <laughs> Womp. If you want to keep up with the Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us to see more of our original works or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming. You can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoy this show or any of the shows in the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you, David. Thank you, Chris. And thank you all of of those who are listening. This has been This Is A Work. No yeet.